Welcome to the Melrose Place podcast, where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every episode of the 90s TV series, Melrose Place. I'm Dan Hill. And I'm Jenny Hill. Let's get started. What an episode. Episode number five, Leap of Faith. Aired on August 5th, 1992. It was directed by Bethany Rooney, who's a new director on this, and written by Darren Starr and Ellen Herman. And I gotta say, this one has a new feel. Yeah, I think we're getting more into the drama uh, kind of themes that Melrose Place is known for. Yeah, yeah. This this definitely has the the aura of of hot and heavy uh, problems going on. So we open in the courtyard of Melrose Place by the pool, and we're having a little late night dance party. Yeah, they're really doing it up. They usually end episodes with a party, but this one begins with Matt teaching Allison how to do the bunny hop. And it's not very good. No, it is horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, they they have a thing at Melrose Place, I guess, where they throw you in the pool if you do something good. So we find out that Billy recently uh, got a column in a local newspaper. Yeah, and this is Billy's third job. I think Jake needs to take a lesson from Billy and figure it out. Because Billy can get jobs like it's nobody's business. Billy really knows how to get employed. So he goes in the pool. They check him in. Right. And what's he say? Uh, you gotta. Uh, you guys need to pay my dry cleaning bill. And none of his clothes need to be dry cleaned at all. Uh, yeah. I think he's just wearing denim shirts and jeans. Yeah. I think that's it. He tells everybody that the gig pays $25 a week. Right. To write a little tiny column in, like, some gazette. Is it even, like, it's not the LA Times, right? Well, he basically said it's one of those, like, free newspapers that they give out, like, in different, like, restaurants and stuff. So. Right. He calls it a throwaway, but that's when Michael comes in and he's saying that he saved a kid's life. Right. And I didn't realize this, but he's an intern. Yeah, I didn't I, either. I thought he was like a legit yeah. surgeon. Yeah, I thought he was full-fledged doctor at this point. But he's, we find out that he's just an intern and he's been doing this internship at the hospital mm-hmm. and some kid got hit by a car and he is elated saying that he saved the kid's life. So you know what they do at Melrose Place if you've got good news. You're going in that pool. He gets thrown in too. Mm-hmm. Uh, then do we cut to an important scene with Jane? Well, yeah, that's when we go to Jane and Michael's apartment and Jane's in the bathroom and Michael is going on and on about taking a camping trip to Yosemite. But Jane, meanwhile, yeah, she's like she's opening a a cardboard box like it's the first cardboard box she's ever opened and reading the directions and it's a pregnancy test. But is it? It. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I, you know, I've never seen a pregnancy test that looks like this. It looks very strange. It's like it looks like watercolors, like a watercolor palette, <laughs> or like a place that you store contact lenses. In. Yeah, it, I, I have no idea how <laughs> this would tell someone if they are or are not pregnant. I mean, in the early '90s, I wasn't mm-hmm. like in any. Condition to be getting pregnant. I was seven years old when this uh, episode came out, but yeah. So whatever, yeah. whatever this thing that she took, it, it tells her that she is pregnant. Yeah, she holds it up, and it's just some sort of red thing that on the right side that says we're pregnant. No, it doesn't say anything. It's yeah. just it's like a red, it's just like red. watercolor palette. Yeah, there's a red area with some 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 stuff. So, the next day, uh, Allison goes to Jane's boutique, and she's trying on a new dress, and that's when Jane drops the news to Allison that she is pregnant. Right. I wrote, like, Jane isn't thrilled, very preoccupied, too many chili dogs. Because that's when... Oh, that's when it happened. Yeah, I'm sure that's when they conceived. It was the hot dog night. It went heavy on the chili that night. Heavy on the chili. Unprotected. Uh, yeah. We know what happens then. And then, uh, like, yeah, Jane, like, kind of spills the beans to Allison that she's pregnant, and she hasn't told Michael yet, and she's just unsure, like, what to do and what, and if she's happy or anything. And tells Allison, please don't tell anybody, you're the first person I'm telling, and, you know, I'm not sure what I want to do about this. Yeah. So, that brings us back to Billy and Allison's apartment, and Billy is sitting at his little Apple computer, hunched over again, pecking at the keys. Yeah, Billy, if you want to be a writer, you need to take a standard computer education course where they teach you how to place your hands on the on the was keyboard. Was QWERTY like a thing back in the 90s, though? Like, was that something that people did? What? Quart- like, how do you, QWERTY? Quart- how do you say that? QWERTY? QWERTY. Yeah. It's the first. Yeah, I know what it is. I'm just saying, did they even like teach that? Was that a thing in 92? Oh, yeah. Because, all right, so I was in, what, fifth grade when this episode aired? So, And I remember being in fourth grade taking like, like, like they would take kids out of the room. And uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. And you'd go into this other room and like they would teach you the computer for a little bit and like where to place your hands. Okay. And then, like, you'd go back in the class and they'd take more people out. So, if I'm getting that and I'm in fourth grade. Well, Billy I'm didn't sh- take that class. Yeah. That's Billy, for sure. He's still hunting and pecking, but. And. Oh, yeah. He's printing out every page that he writes, reads it, crumples it up, and throws it behind him. Yeah. And by the end of this scene, he literally has like 50 crumpled up papers behind him. He's built up like a snowball session on his like it's a mound of papers and he's writing like a a column for a throwaway like like a tiny newspaper yeah so like you can't get in a story for 900 times so that's when allison comes home and billy starts complaining that he has no experience to write about anything the column is supposed to be about a 20 something guy trying to make it in la and his adventures yeah and he's like he he's cleaning the fridge, which looks like a disaster, and uh, and he's just like, I'm not exciting. Billy Billy's come to the realization that he's 
an ordinary piece of shit, which I kind of agree <laughs> oh, with. Stop. Well, that's when they get the bright idea that in order to have an adventure, they have to go to Shooters. Yeah, you got to go to Shooters. Shooters that's, is the only place where things happen. That's where that's where every adventure starts and ends. Um, well, that takes yeah, us to Jane there. and Michael, and they are at a Mexican restaurant dancing to a mariachi band, and that's when Jane dumps on Michael, I want to have a baby. Yeah, but this is so fucked up because this is not the way that you kind of probe your husband whether or not you want to have a baby. Well, I think it's kind of like, okay, uh, it's not whether or not you want to have one. It's, hi, I'm pregnant. What do we do about this now? Yeah, you got to come straight out with it. Otherwise, I, I mean, I think a lot of dudes presented with, hey, I'm pregnant, would be like, sweet, I'm excited for this, and we'll work it out, versus, hey, do you want a baby? The answer is probably no. Yeah, you I know, mean, like, you're never ready for a kid. And that's exactly what Michael says, that he has to finish his internship, and that he wants to have a baby eventually, and thinks that maybe five years down the road is a better time frame. Right, right. So then we're, we're back to Shooter's. Um, Jake, Matt, Billy, and Allison, they're all at Shooters. Matt comes in with this, the worst story ever. <laughs> the worst! About some, some kid has a knife at his, at his, uh, halfway house, and he's trying to stab this other kid. He says, my 12-year-old walks in and pulls a knife on my 15-year-old, and then when I take the knife away from the 12-year-old, he starts crying because he said that the knife was a gift from his mother. And then he starts laughing at the situation and says, yeah, nice memento from mom. Yeah, way to go, mom. And Billy's jealous of this. And I'm like, Matt, you work at a halfway house. This is your job. And you should be there counseling these poor children that obviously have a lot of problems in their lives. Why are you laughing about it at a bar? For a guy who's freaking out in episode four that he can't feed the kids in time, he's sure loose about uh, physical violence with knives. Assault on his watch. But, like, at the bar, the interesting thing here is that Billy is, like, jealous that this kid is living on the edge. And he's like, see, like that's that's the kind of experiences I need as a writer. To write in my column. Yeah. And then a guy in a neck brace walks in and that really piques Billy's interest. Yeah, Billy turns into this like starry-eyed schoolboy who's like in awe of Mr. Neckbrace guy who like breaks out into this story about how he bungee jumped and it was the most exhilarating thing he's ever done. Now, we have to think about the times, too, because this is, again, 1992, and I think at that time, this whole idea of bungee jumping was very new. Mm -hmm. People thought it was super dangerous, and not that it's not dangerous now, but it's much more commonplace now where it's like, oh, bungee jumping? Cool. Like I think today it's more like skydiving. Well, I don't know. Back then, it's bungee jumping. So, I mean, he is enamored with this idea of going bungee jumping. So, he then pitches it to uh, Jake and Matt Matt and says, Hey, guys, what do you think? Let's all go bungee jumping together and we'll get those adventures and experiences under our belts. And then I'm going to have tons of material to write about in my column. And, of course, Allison is like, wet blanket. I don't know, guys. It seems dangerous. (laughs) 
You're well, so boring, Allison. The guys won't take too much convincing, and they agree to it. Yep. So now I got. I have a. My note is Jane is terrible at discussing babies and continuity. There's a margarita. It's it's not. It hasn't been drank, but it's on the table for as it was you as it would have been Jane. Love. The whole like dr- continuity drinks. Yeah, you, you always, got- always point that out. Someone's got to be watching that shit. I mean, at <laughs> least, at least like Michael's was drank and Jane's was totally full. Well, but because wh- you know why, Dan? She's pregnant. Why would she be drinking a margarita? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like at least, at least it's not drank. Because if it were a drink, it's bullshit because she wouldn't be drinking. Well, if she's thinking about giving it up, maybe she's like, fuck this. I'm going to just like pound this margarita. Maybe. Well, that's when, again, they are talking about whether or not to have a baby. And that's when Michael says, well, remember, Jane, your goal was to have funky evening wear designs (laughs) totally done and in stores within one year of moving to L.A., because funky was an adjective in 92. I think that's the, her like label name. That's her brand name. Funky. And that is a really ambitious goal. Mm-hmm. Coming to LA and thinking that she's going to have her designs in the stores within one year of moving there. At 23. I mean, I'm not trying to knock on anyone's <laughs> dreams. But man, that is a, that's a tall order. So the next scene, Michael and Jake... Are Michael's comparing his marriage to a donut, which I it's incomprehensible what is happening. Well, here. he says his marriage is just like a donut because it has a big hole in the middle. Yeah, what the hell? And then <laughs> and then Jake's what? like, my hole would be huge. Then what? I don't. Think I don't that's understand. A, I don't know if that's a sexual reference. I don't get it. So Jake's got a big hole. And uh, that's when Allison runs into Jane in the courtyard of Melrose Place. And, you know, she follows up with Jane to see how she's doing. And Jane reveals that she hasn't told Michael the big news yet. Right. And, of course, Allison, she's good at advice, at least. She's like, well, don't you think you should talk to him, maybe? And Jane's like, I just can't yet. So that brings us to Sandy and Rhonda's apartment. And Rhonda is... What is for dinner over there? Rhonda is preparing... What is for dinner? Two fillets of fish that are... I I won't even use the word fillets. They are just two raw, full fish. Yeah. Heads and all. Heads and all. Heads and tails. And she's just sprinkling some some lemons on them. And she's talking to Sandy about how she's going to get Sandy to eat healthy... And, I mean, Sandy's not hurting for, for figure, you know? And that's when you pointed out Sandy's accent. Oh, yeah. Gone. It's, like, it's not gone. there. It's <laughs> Sandy. And in episode one, she seriously was like, Hi, I'm Sandy, and I live in the apartment. Yeah. Can I get you some sweet tea? Now and she's... by this, she's like, oh, I don't need to eat like that. I love eating junk food. Yeah, it's it's just gone. They're like, all right, lose it. And, and oh, also, I think, like, all these jobs for Billy, they have to just be like, this isn't working. Let's change it. Let's change it again. Let's change it again. You mean like the writers? Yeah. They're like, dude, we don't like him being a cab driver. We don't like him being a dancer. Let's just make him a writer. He wants to be a writer. Why don't we just have him be a writer? You know? Maybe. I don't know. I. They're still tweaking it. They're still trying to find the footing for old, old 
Billy. Yeah. Um, but that's when Jane rushes into Sandy and Rhonda's apartment, and she has several dresses with her that she uh, asks the girls to try on. She says that she called out of work sick, and she spent all day finishing up these dresses, and yeah. she's ready to get them in the stores, and, and the I, girls put them on, and whoo! They look like uh, garb from, like, uh, post-apocalyptic worlds. They're just, they're not good. They look like little rags that have been sewn together, and it's very evident that the girls don't love them either. Yeah, and, and what is this scene trying to accomplish, that Jane is trying to be preoccupied with other work? No, to- I think it's a four-way into her telling the girls that she's pregnant, because they can tell, okay, what's going on with you? That's when Rhonda says, Jane, you're shaking like a leaf. What's wrong with you? And then Rhonda comes out. She says, do you want something for dinner? And she comes out holding the entire fish by the tail and waves it in front of Jane's face, which, of course, makes Jane want to run for the bathroom where she's puking out her guts. Mm -hmm. And uh, that tips Sandy and Rhonda off that Jane might be expecting. Right. Then... uh, there, there's a moment in the bathroom, yeah, and and uh, what Sandy's just like, I um, I gotta be honest here. You don't seem happy, Jane, about yeah. the baby. She she does lay it on the line, and Jane tells them that she hasn't told Michael yet, and she's not really sure how she's feeling. And then we go to again, shirtless Billy sleeping in the bed. Oh, Billy, and he's having a dream. Tossing and turning, and it's a it's a nightmare of his childhood walking up what what appears to be a high high dive. Is that what you call him? Yeah, I think it's like a high jump or high dive at at a swimming pool. Yeah, and his 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 parents are at the bottom of it. Like, are they his parents? Because they look like they're like seriously seventy years old. It's like. I'm like, who are these two elderly people? They're pretty old, and they're like, jump, Billy, jump, they're jump. Very encouraging. And I, uh, the only thing, the only thing worse than Billy is child Billy. <laughs> child Billy sucks way more than. Well, well, the thing that I loved about the dream is that child Billy morphs into regular adult Billy as yeah. he's falling through the air, flailing his arms, and then he. The special effects spared no expense. Oh, no, they didn't. And he starts screaming, which then wakes up Allison, and he yeah. wakes up, and yeah. Allison rushes into Billy's room. So, yeah, Billy had a straight up night terror, and then his. <laughs> mom his mommy allison bursts into his room to make sure he's okay and then they have just this out and out conversation about what was happening and uh allison is giving billy the worst advice (laughs) well i think they analyze the dream and billy says you know i'm really kind of scared about bungee jumping tomorrow and that's when allison debbie downer about a story of two college-age graduates who wanted to celebrate graduation, and they decided to jump off their dorm building, but they made the rope too long. The rope was too long, Billy, and they died. You know what happened. Uh, And then, then, uh, wait, she says, oh, and she says, you know what, Billy, if you die in your dream... Then you die in real life. 
like, you know what? I've heard that before. No, this I is total heard, fucking no, bullshit. I have heard people, she said, if you hit the ground in your dream, you die in real life. Which I have heard that. I have no. heard people say that if you die in your dream, that you really, like, that That means you're no. really dead. Those are the rules of Nightmare on Elm Street, and that's it. <laughs> that's fucking it. I've died in a dream. You have? Yeah. And it just. What I, happened? I was just, like, out of it. And then Wait, it just so then the dream the dream just kept going on. It was like a movie, but I was dead. What? Yeah, I've lived to tell the dream story. <laughs> you know, I can't recall if I've had a similar experience or not. It's Nightmare um, on Elm Street. But you know, Allison keeps saying it's a stupid, reckless risk, and Billy says that he still wants to do it. And then she leaves the room by saying. Just make sure they make the cord the right length. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. So it's the next day, and it's bungee jump day. Yeah. How does Jake have money to bungee jump? That's a great question. Because, <laughs> well, actually, Dan, when we're coming up to this scene, but when they, like, roll up to the location where they're going to jump, I'm it's like... like fucking- No, it is like an old abandoned bridge over the L.A. River, which everyone knows that there is no water in the L.A. River. And it's sludge. I mean, it's literally just sludge. It's probably 60 feet up in the air. It's really not. Um, It's really not that high. And And maybe that sludge was placed there to make it look like kind of dingy, but... I would assume like they would like look at that location and clean it up a little bit. No, the thing I was gonna say is there's only like two guys in pink shirts being like, Come on, we'll let you bungee jump and it's like, did they pay for it? I don't know. Is it just two guys that hang out on a bridge and let people bungee jump? My question is, is this legal? That's what I'm saying. What's going on here? It looks very suspect. I don't think I'd be like, cool, yeah, Yeah. just strap me in, guys. Bye. Is this where, and this is where Billy is, uh, is he doing the video waiver at this point? (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's doing the video waiver and he can't even say the word death. Right. It's, um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, before this occurs, Allison is in her apartment reading the paper, and that's when Jane drops by. And um, Jane said that she has decided not to have the baby and that she is not going to tell Michael about it. Yeah, so now, so now Rhonda, Sandy... And Allison all know about the baby before Michael. Yeah. Totally fucked up. And Jane has already made an appointment at an abortion clinic in Hollywood for that afternoon. And she asks Allison to go with her. And and that's when Allison suggests that she consults Michael. Uh, and I, I touching on what you were saying before, when we watch this series, well, the first three seasons or so... About eight years ago, mm-hmm. I remember... Which we the, have no memory of, really. Yeah, I mean, like, we're watching these episodes, and it's like, what? That happened? I don't even remember. Um, but I remember from uh, that experience that I really did not care for Allison. I thought that she was a little stick in the mud. I thought she, she was a good two-shoes. But now, watching it, I'm like, Allison is the only one that has like a head on her shoulders out of this Cause, group. Because you know what the difference is? You're a mom now. I'm freaking old now. You're an old I mom. I was like, what, 23 when I watched this first, and now yeah. I'm. You probably connected with Jane and Sandy years. before. Yeah, now I'm a lot older, and now I'm like, yeah, 
Allison is the only one that's making sense here. Like, yeah. she stands up for herself, and it's just funny Which that... Which is strange, because she made no sense talking to Billy about the bungees. Well, I mean, I think that she was giving him... The, the, trying to give him, like, the safe advice or whatever. Right. Um, so Jane Jane goes to the clinic. She, yeah. She she just she leaves and then we cut back to the bungee. Well, no, not before Sandy and Rhonda go to check on Jane and um Right, right. right. And they and Sandy goes to the clinic with them. Right. Um so when she's at the clinic, she is confirmed that she is pregnant at 6 weeks and she is having like a counseling session with a woman that works there and they're discussing options instead of abortion. And I gotta tell you, for someone who works at an abortion clinic, this woman is all up in her business. Passing some serious judgment. I mean, and I I don't know if that's standard that like when you get an abortion that you're supposed to have like someone trying to talk you out of it. Yeah. But that's She's like, I just want to have this abortion. And she's like, are you sure? Let's bring your husband in here to talk about it. I don't well, think... Well, I mean, she she divulged the information that her husband didn't know. And I think it's really, really screwed up of Jane to not tell her husband that that she's pregnant. Well, so. I mean, I, I think it's messed up, too. And she justifies it by saying that every marriage has its secrets. I mean, like, yeah, no. I might say, I might not tell you when I get a milkshake, like, every day, but I'm not going to say, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about a pregnancy that I, but, yeah. like, what's up with that? You got you to gotta talk that one out before you, before you hit the clinic. Yeah, so that is when we go to the waiting room of the abortion clinic, and Allison and Sandy are waiting, and Allison says, well, it's sure taking a long time. And that's when Sandy admits that she's had an abortion as well. Right. And she says, uh, she says, uh, S- Sandy tells this weird fucking story about how she had an abortion in a trailer that with no signs on it. And then she says, don't sleep with a man to get something unless what you want to get is pregnant. <laughs> Well, I'm like, okay, Sandy. Well, right on. She tells the story that she tells is that she was in a pageant where she was a baton twirler, <laughs> and she thought if she won the pageant, she'd be getting out of her small town and going to the big leagues. And she thought that by sleeping with the son of a judge, she'd be able to sway their decision and make her be the winner of the pageant. Hey, Dad, I banged this contestant. Can you please make her win? Yeah. (laughs) So Sleep your way to the top, Sandy. So Sandy confides in Allison, and that's when Allison says, well, you can always come to me. I'm your friend. And... Sandy says, well, the reason I don't tell people stuff like this is because I feel like they're going to take this information and use it against me. And she says to Allison, is that what we are, Allison? Friends? And I think that's a lot of foreshadowing. Mm. I don't really recall what happens, but this conversation really sets up the possibility that Allison is going to take information that Sandy has given her and use it against her later down the road. Maybe. That would be cool because I like Sandy. I like I like non-accent Sandy, and I wish that she had more more to do in episodes. So I'd like her to get have have some confrontation of her own versus... 
she's she's just facilitates yeah. other people's storylines. Right, yeah. Like she's a facilitator like Matt and Rhonda. So uh, after that scene, we're back at the bungee jump of death. Yeah. And Billy's up. Matt Matt and Jake have already gone. And they have had the best time. It was exhilarating. Matt especially. Yeah. He really had a good time. He loved it. And so Billy's all strapped up. He's ready to jump. The guys in the pink shirts are holding him. And And then boom, he has another night terror flashback. It's a flashback. Of him and his 90-year-old parents. Screaming, drunk, Billy, drunk, And that alone causes him not to go forward with it. Whoa, guys, I can't do it. I can't do it. Billy, you jerk. You made two guys who didn't want to go bungee jumping not only go bungee jumping. But pay for it, we think. I don't know. Maybe oh, they didn't. Maybe they didn't. And he made Matt drive. You know, that's gas money too, Matt. Yeah. Billy, come on, man. So after that scene, uh, Rhonda, we're back at Melrose Place, and Rhonda knocks on the Mancini's door to drop off a pasta dish to Michael, uh, and she's looking for Jane, and she says that um, that she's so sorry about the circumstances, and of course Michael's very taken aback because he doesn't know that doesn't Jane know is pregnant. He doesn't know that Jane's at the abortion clinic. This and Jenny, this moment was the first time I like got a feeling in my stomach of like cringe like like the office cringe worthy oh, you know yeah, i was just yeah. like oh Rhonda, why yeah and why especially are you after there? jane explicitly said hey michael doesn't know don't tell anybody so while she's at the abortion clinic she goes to her husband and drops off the pasta and then she says don't worry michael there's gonna be plenty of time for you to have a baby right and then, um... So Michael doesn't react very favorably to this. Yeah. And he's like, wait, what? He's like, what the hell's going what on? What are and, you... And she, and Rhonda's, like, uh, response is like, oh, just, uh, for, forget I said anything. Yeah, sometimes I say stuff and I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I gotta go, I'm late, bye! And she just runs away. <laughs> Stupid. And then, uh, Jane comes back from the clinic. And it's nighttime. And, uh, Matt, Billy, and... Uh, Jake are sitting out outside of Melrose Place and they're drinking Diet Colas and uh, just talking about the day and, and, and about how like it's okay that Billy um, didn't want to do it. Yeah, and that's when Matt says, well, Billy, you're the only one here that has half a brain. Right. And I'm like, what? No. no. Out of Everybody that lives at Melrose Place, I think Billy is the freaking yeah. dumbest one. Billy clearly establishes himself as the village idiot. <laughs> He's a fucking dope. I feel so bad. Like, I really want to like Billy, yeah. but every episode, I just hate him more and more. We gotta stop talking trash about Billy if we want to have, like, guests on this show. Andrew Shu, this is no reflection on you, dude. Right. Like, I'm is... sure you're a fine actor. Yeah, you got the notes. They told you to play it up dumb. Yeah. We don't like the character, but we appreciate but your we work. But we like you. Yeah. Uh, so... Anyway, um, well, oh, that, so and that's very presumptuous, so we could actually get a character wait, from Melrose Place. You never know. You never know. One day, we, we might be able to land one of these Josie Bissett sitting right across from us. I would love for it. I would love for it. Any Melrose Place uh, future, past, present 
can come on the show. We all have dreams. Yep. So, but what I thought was cool here was um, that Jane walks through and they're like, Hey, Jane, want to join us for some Diet Colas? And she's like, No, guys, sorry, I got to go. And then um, Jake says, Fine, be that way. <laughs> and like, that was such a saying back then. Oh, Do you remember? Yeah. That? Everybody would be like, Be that be way. Be that way. Yeah. Okay. Or, Why you going to be that way? Or, I'm just joshing you. Yeah. He's like, oh, fine. I'm be just joshing it. Be that way. That was no one says that anymore. But yeah, to, that's a great '90s moment. Yeah, I have yeah. this. My little note: '90s. I definitely agree with that. Um, so Jane walks into the apartment. Mancini's pissed. He is not happy. And this is the Mancini that I know and love. <laughs> I don't remember much. I don't remember much, but I remember Michael Mancini. Is not to be fucked with. He's like Jekyll and Hyde. Like his nice side is Michael, but when he really like pulls out the claws, mm-hmm. he's Mancini. Sinks the teeth in. <laughs> so he's pissed. He um, confronts Jane and is like, why wouldn't you tell me I had to learn from our neighbor that you're at an abortion clinic yeah. getting rid of our baby that you never even told me about? And. For the record, Jane deserves every bit of this tongue lashing. You know, how many people knew before before your husband? That's so fucked up. I have to agree in the regard that I think if you're going to make, I am totally like I am right, totally pro-choice, and I think that you should have the right to choose. But with that being said, I think she really should have husband. consulted her husband about it before yeah. she made that decision. So Michael thinks. It's been done at this point. He thinks like he did. She did it. Right. And, and we think she did I it too. she did it. Yeah. But that then good, she good, reveals. Good surprise, writers. Yeah. Good job. She reveals then that she couldn't go through with it. I guess that little consultation with the abortion clinic counselor uh, swayed her and she decided not to go through with the procedure. Right. And then he totally flips his argument. He's like, so now I guess we're keeping it. What the hell? I guess we'll do whatever you whatever you decide, Jane. And he takes it outside where mm-hmm. all the tenants of Melrose Place, Melrose Place are hanging out. Yeah, and then Jane totally contradicts herself and she's like, Michael, can't we talk about this privately? And he's like, no, bitch. You told the whole goddamn apartment complex before me. Let's air it out outside. And I'm like, yeah, Michael, let's go. Yeah, that's totally your style. Yeah, I'm like, no, hell no. I'm not doing this indoors. We gotta take the shit outside. Okay. Because <laughs> we could take this outside. Catch me outside. Yeah. Catch me outside. How about that? Oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, the guys, of course, head to shooters. Yeah. And this is like our sexist moment because it's clear. <laughs> okay, guys go to the bar, get a couple drinks. The girls, girls sit by the pool eat eating the cookies. Yep. Exactly. That's when Jane says to the girls, you know, if Michael loves you, he loves you forever. But if you betray him, forget it. Yup. Can't wait. Can't wait for the this Mancini to come back. So uh, that's when Michael tells all the guys over at Shooters that Jane is pregnant. And the guys didn't know. Only the girls did. Right. And, and they're like, well... We all bungee dumped except Billy, but the bravest guy here is Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, Billy. (laughs) 
Michael comes home. Jane's in bed, and uh, they make up. They decide that they want to keep the baby, and everything's cool. They, they kiss. Everything's awesome. And then Michael says something weird here that I don't think any dad wants. What? He's like, just promise me no juniors. Like, he doesn't want the kid to be named Michael Jr. And I'm like, I think a lot of dads want juniors. Yeah, well, I know that you want a junior. I need a Dan Jr. Dude, there is not enough room in this world for another Daniel Jeremy Hill. We need it. Oh, no. Anyway. um, So, now we're back to Billy in his apartment. And his computer setup is terrible. Yeah. It's on a coffee table it's and he's a, sitting on the floor. Yeah, he sits on the floor and his like Mac just sits on the coffee table as he hunts and pecks. So it's at like neck level for him. Like he, <laughs> this is a big problem. It's very Billy. weird, but it were I guess it works for him and he is reading the article that's going to go in the newspaper to Allison and she loves it. Right. She yeah, this is the first piece of writing that that, that Allison actually digs. So his article is about not jumping and admitting that he didn't have the guts to do it when all the other guys could. And that's when he says, move over, Doogie Hauser. Right, right, right. Which right. was totally lost on me. Yeah, but so if you don't understand this, um, this line, at the end of Doogie Hauser's with uh, Neil Patrick Harris, um, they'd end every episode with Neil Patrick Harris writing like a diary entry of what he learned that day. So Billy, who aspires to be even younger and more immature, <laughs> aspires to be Doogie Hauser MD. Well, I don't know a lot about Doogie Hauser, but I know he's a child surgeon, so mm-hmm. that's got to count for something. Yeah, and uh, that's how that's how this episode wraps up. So a quick recap of the major things that happened. Jane's pregnant. Uh, Billy was too afraid to go bungee jumping, but learns an important lesson and gets uh, good material for his column. Yeah, that's and that's pretty much it. Uh, Rhonda's an idiot. Um, <laughs> we learned that Sandy had an abortion before. Um, Jake still has a job. That we we don't know yeah. that. Yeah, it's implied that Jake is still working because he paid for bungee jumping. <laughs> And yeah, I think that's pretty and, much it. And Matt's taking situations at the halfway house a little less serious. I guess so. <laughs> With the knife. Yeah. So what do you take out of this episode? What's the lesson? I think the lesson here is that it's never too late to change your mind. Because mm. Billy, uh, at last minute, he makes up his mind to go bungee jumping. And then last minute, he changes his mind to... To jump, and then the other major storyline, Jane makes up her mind to have the abortion, and then last minute, doesn't. That's pretty astute, yeah. I will say. You like that? Um, I really thought that it was a uh, anti-abortion PSA. <laughs> they just wanted to air on national television uh, on a primetime slot. <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we'll have to research if Darren Starr is, uh, is pro-life. Yeah, so um, 90s moments, what you got? 990s moment is, it's got to be Billy's Mac. That Mac is hella 90s. It's, oh, man. It's a six-inch screen, uh, and it is just super boxy, and just it screams 90s. I have a couple. Okay. Okay. And also, um, Jake's, uh, Jake's line, you be that way. 
Be fine. Uh, be that way. Be that way. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the things that I loved was when Allison was at Jane's boutique trying on dresses and she said, I don't know, maybe I need to have a unitard under this one. <laughs> that was great. Um, Billy also said that he saw Millie Vanilli at a shopping center before. <laughs> Which, um, you don't get more 90s than that. Very 90s. And then there, this is the second time about being conscious of low cholesterol foods. And then Rhonda actually says when she drops off the pasta that carbohydrates are really good for you. So (laughs) Carbs are the enemy these days. These days, I think uh, no one even talks about cholesterol anymore. And carbs are like... The devil. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, if you could rename the episode, what would you rename it? I would rename it Choose Life. Choose Life. Okay. Because Billy decided not to jump because he was afraid that he was going to die. So, he chose life. Mm. And then uh, Jane was going to get an abortion Mm. and then decided that she would rather keep the baby. I went the other route and it's a little more transparent. But my episode title is Mission Abort. yours better what are your predictions okay well um i think that maybe there is going to be something with allison and sandy's relationship where allison is going to betray her trust okay just because of that line um i really have a feeling that Something is going to prevent the Mancinis from having this baby. Um, I I don't remember a lot from when we first watched these, but I don't recall them having a kid, so I'm kind of cheating in that way. Yeah. And um, I think that this somehow is going to catapult Billy's writing up to the next level. I don't want to admit that, but I really think that uh, this his article, yeah, sparks. his column is going to like get him further in his writing career. My my prediction, and much like Jenny, because I sort of I sort of know what happens, but I don't, um, is that I think Jane's gonna lose that baby and send Michael into a tailspin, mm. and then he's gonna start being the Michael that I remember. <laughs> well, one can only hope. Yep. So that's it. We'll see you next week. Uh, thanks on- for listening, guys. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and uh, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MelrosePod, and our email is MelrosePod at gmail.com. Bye!